This podcast is brought to you by lineupmedia.fm. Youth Baseball Talk. Only on lineupmedia.fm. Now your host, Jim Cromer. Welcome to the 2018 year of baseball and, of course, Youth Baseball Talk brought to you by our good friends at uh, the Rope Report. My Earl Perrin, Kurt McNabb, Chris Vernon, John Smoltz, all the gang uh, was able to spend some time with them at ABCA, which I'm going to talk to about today. But as my man John Smoltz says, everyone should have one from big leaguers to little leaguers. So make sure you check out the Rope Report um, each and every week here at Youth Baseball Talk. But more importantly, go to theropetrainer.com. You guys can learn more about the rope and what it can do for you. Um, you heard me just mention that I was just at ABCA. We were off for a couple of weeks. We had a holiday, and then um, I took some time to go get better. And the reality of it is I say each and every week on the show that at, at the, in the end of this thing, if you're a coach, a trainer, um, a parent even to some degree, depending on how involved you want to get in this thing, if you really want to do this and you want to do it right, you got to keep getting better. And what I mean by getting better is you know, just knowledge. I mean, knowledge is power. Uh, communication is key. And we live in a day and age where it really shouldn't happen that this stuff stops. And that's always been the challenge here at Youth Baseball Talk. Uh, we say that coaches need coached all the time. Uh, parents need coached. Parents need educated. Um, the kids, uh, we don't give them enough credit for being uh, smart enough to be coached, to be trained the right way, to be resilient, to deal with failure. We don't give the kids enough credit. We protect them too much. Um, we, we, we do a lot of things uh, that, that, that need to be addressed, quite frankly, and can be better. And that, at the end of the day, is what I've learned when I go to ABCA and the things that I see. Uh, saw some amazing things this year. I plan on doing a show next week completely dedicated uh, to the ABCA event, things that I saw, things that I wanted to share with you guys that, um, that I learned. Uh, obviously, you guys are aware that Justin Stone's been with me almost since the beginning um, you know, to hang around ABCA with a guy like that, you know, I mean, he's, he's as involved with Major League Baseball training as he is with just, you know, I, it's funny, I say this about Justin, he could be working with a pro guy one day and an eight-year-old the next, and nothing changes for him. That's what's amazing, and that's kind of what I was getting at earlier. Nothing changes. Now, the things that a, that a pro player can do and an eight-year-old can do, I'm talking about how he goes about it and what he tries to show them. you got to start somewhere, right? And you build the foundation you try to get some things going in the right direction so that they have what I would call good habits. But I tell you what, there was a definite change of culture that I saw this year at ABCA from just two years ago. And again, it's part of that getting better. It's part of that training. It's part of the, let's face it, guys, the game's getting at, the, the game's always been about athletes, but I mean, they are really trying to make this thing as athletic as possible to get the most maximum ability out of a, out of a person's body, uh, whether it be strength, athletic training, but ground force was, <laughs> if I heard ground force once, I heard it a million times uh, last weekend when I was there for the four days. It was everybody and their brother are trying to figure out how to use those big muscles, how to use the ground to make them better at what they do. So lots of neat things happening. I've got a lot of stuff scheduled for 2018 that I'm really excited about. Um, and, and again, I, I, <laughs> we change a lot here on the fly and we do things. But at the end of the day, we're going to talk about the things that you guys want us to talk about. So don't forget that you guys are my best resource. I love the interaction that I get with you guys. I love all the texts. I love the emails. Um, so let's remind you guys how you can do that. Youthbaseballtalk.com is where you'll find us. Lots of things you can do there. Uh, one of the things, obviously, is you may be listening to the current show through there if you're not subscribed or you're not getting it through another avenue. But you can do that. Uh, the easiest thing to do is once you get to Youth Baseball Talk, click subscribe to the podcast. It's absolutely free. Uh, it'll be downloaded and ready to go on your mobile device or on your computer, uh, whatever it may be for you. At your leisure, and that's the great thing about podcasting. You want to listen to what you want to listen to, when you want to listen to it, and how you want to listen to it. That's uh, a lot uh, to do with lineupmedia.fm. We thank them for their support. Check them out. They're the fastest-growing podcast company on the planet. If you want to know more about Youth Baseball Talk, follow us on social media. We get a lot done through, through social media. At Podcast Baseball is where you'll find us on Twitter. Our big ask of you, though, is to... We want to keep growing our, our Facebook group, uh, Youth Baseball Talk. Simply type it in the search bar, like our Facebook page. Our big ask of you is if you would simply click invite your friends. You'll see it down on the right. Um, what will happen is your friends list will come up. And if you're involved in this wonderful game of baseball, chances are you have a lot of friends are, that well, uh, are as well. 
invite them in. We'd love them to be part of our community, love them to be part of the solution rather than just stick around for the problem. So happy to have you guys a part of that as well. Instagram, Youth Baseball Talk, same thing. Happy to have you guys a part of that community as well. Uh, I mentioned lineupmedia.fm. Couldn't do the show without them. My producers, Brian Crock, Andrew Allen, they do so much work behind the scenes to try to put everything together and make it sound as professional as possible. Um, again, I, I just, I'm really looking forward to 2018 and all the things that we have going. Um, I, getting back to ABCA, um, has got to spend some time with my, my guys from the rope. Um, you know, they're, they're on board with 2018. They're going to be back for everything. Uh, had a chance to actually meet Kirk McNabb in person. Um, put some stuff together that we want to do. You guys have asked for more information about the rope, kind of how it works. Well, let me tell you, they've got more and more stuff coming down the pipe, more data, more scientific proof that it works. If I heard one person say it once, I heard them say it a hundred times, especially what surprised me was some older coaches about how bad the towel drill is for you, gripping it and holding it that way, pancaking it. It's just not good for you. And, um, you know, that was my first question I ever had about the rope was, why can't I just do, you know, I was being objective, you know, okay, I, I get it. I like it. I, Chris Vern is obviously tops in the business. John Smoltz cares if these guys are involved in this, there's something to it. But from a, from a, from a buyer standpoint, I, I get it. And it's a quality piece of merchandise, but why not just do the towel drill? Well, they answered that question for me right away. And now they have scientific data to prove why you don't do the towel drill. So that being said, I'm excited as we move forward in 2018 and continuing to have the rope report, a part of the show. Of course, Justin Stone will be back. And we have all kinds of things going on. One of the things that I did at ABCA was I made a lot of contacts. As, I, as I'm always looking for people that want to be a part of the show, if their message is clean, if their message is good, if they are doing things the right way, if they want to be involved in Youth Baseball Talk, I'm happy to have them. I met so many wonderful people in the vendor booth down there, and I look forward to any of them that want to come on here and want to talk about whether it be their product or their philosophy or what they're doing with the game of baseball. I'm happy to have them all. Uh, that being said, I'll be working on that from time to time. We'll have those guys come on. Before I went to ABCA, though, um, I was contacted by a, a company uh, basically out of Canada, which I don't know where all these Canada people are coming from. Um, you know, obviously, you guys all know Kurt McNabb is, is Canadian, and his wonderful Dirtbag Baseball Nation is, is an amazing thing that he's got going there for sure. Um, but I got contacted by these guys, and they have an interesting company that's doing some, doing some amazing things for people as far as what they want to do with training through the game of baseball well like most companies i you know i researched them and okay i see what they're doing they've got a few things that they're selling they're branching out they're doing this they're doing that but unlike most companies where they're just selling something you know uh and and doing doing it that way uh had an amazing gentleman that i was introduced to and had the opportunity to view some youtube stuff that he was doing and i was really impressed uh his name is dirk dembroski and i got to tell you uh, if you've if you're familiar with him at all you can google him i'm sure you'll probably find some some YouTube stuff. If you if you were to do Dirk Dembroski Precision Impact, uh, I, I'm sure some of his YouTube stuff would come up. But just a passionate guy that you could tell has a has a thirst for knowledge and and wants to help. And my conversations with him kind of started off in that direction of you know what do you want to do? How how are you going about doing what you're doing? Well, I had the opportunity to meet them him and his friend Phil Chow, uh, the president of Precision Impact and owner. At the ABCA, and I got to tell you, once I met them in person, I was as I was even more impressed because, you know, it's just a couple of guys um, trying to do work with the baseball community, but also trying to do it the right way, um, trying to get involved with people, learn, get better, always open ideas. And at the end of the day, that's what we're about here. Um, that being said, uh, I wanted to invite them on as they want to be part of Youth Baseball Talk. So I thought coming right out of the break uh, over the holiday, I thought it would be great to come right in with something that I'm really excited about for 2018. Let's welcome in Dirk Dombrowski with Precision Impact. How are you, Dirk? Good, Jim. How about yourself? I'm doing well. Um, again, I just let our listeners know that I had, had the opportunity to get to know you a little bit before ABCA, but then actually, you know, I think you and I spent about an hour just back and forth talking and, and learning about you. And uh, anybody that was that talked to you at ABCA or, or had the opportunity to get to know you understands that, man, you're a passionate guy who just loves baseball, but yet more than anything, I think you found a passion for teaching and trying to help people learn and get better. Um, I know a little bit about you. I know your dad had played some professional baseball. Um, you didn't get blessed uh, with his uh, tar, no. uh, with his tall, with his tallness or his left-handedness or his nope. hard throwingness. But you made right. a nice, you know, you've had a nice little run here as a baseball player. You're still playing today, but yep. more importantly, your passion for baseball has evolved into what you're doing now. Why don't you tell us a little bit about where that came from and kind of where you're going? 
I think it originated a little bit from uh, not having quite the same advantages of a lot of kids my age. You know, there was kids uh, being put into some of the elite programs or some kids that had the advantage of hiring one-on-one coaches or just even the equipment itself. I, I always had that hand-me-down kind of stuff. I had the attitude that was bestowed upon me that you know, uh, work ethic is a lot more important than the glove on your hand. And when I started realizing that I was in more in control of my future than I thought, you know, the absence of being six inches taller and left-handed and throwing gas was 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 really neat to think that I could make it as far as I possibly could simply on willpower and passion and dedication and being a good teammate, which is something really lacking, I find, a little bit in our youth these days is that they're convinced through uh, whether it be their parents or friends or just YouTube or, you know, social media that, you know, the glove you're wearing or the cleats on your feet are going to get you the next level. But the reality is coaches these days aren't looking for what you necessarily are wearing, but how you're presenting yourself how are you uh, conducting yourself on and off the field are you a first cat class athlete um, and those types of things that I'm just kind of trying to bestow upon athletes not necessarily micromanaging their mechanics and trying to coach uh, the living heck out of them but I'm trying to bestow upon them a certain attitude um, to be a good teammate you know uh, the coaches are going to take notice when you're showing up early leaving late picking other teammates up, standing instead of sitting, all these little things that make up a good ball player uh, is really, in my opinion, what uh, I can really bring to the game instead of trying to just replicate some other mechanics a coaches are trying to coach right now. You know, I feel like uh, baseball, in my time, and I go back, you know, to, to before I even had kids, but I, I know some people that are involved in the game and have been for quite some time. It almost feels like, and I'm sure it goes like this for everything, I mean, there's new things like let's face it now we're consumed with launch angles and velocity and all this other kind of stuff well you know you didn't hear that a few years ago all things change and evolve it seems like that we went through a time quite a few years ago where we almost coached the athleticism out of players and made them robots and now we're back to we want them to be athletic we want them to get better from an athletist it's one thing to be an athlete it's another thing to enhance the athleticism in a player utilizing the, the, the muscles and the, and the movements that they need to actually use for baseball versus other sports. For you, I mean, you're a player, you're a good player, um, you know, and anybody that met you down there, you keep yourself in tremendous shape, and, and strength and conditioning is a part of what you do and a part of who you are along with the athleticism. How much do you think that is here to stay? It's becoming more and more of a reality, and I think up here in Canada, we're, we're a little bit behind in the times where when I'm talking to youth athletes and I'm, I'm encouraging them to get their young athletes, their young children into the strength world as soon as they can to develop their body, to develop their motor skills, coordination, trying to remap their proprioceptive system, teaching them the fundamentals. Uh, I think because when I was younger, I was, I'd walk home in an hour and a half, I'd pick up rocks and pine cones, and I'd be throwing them in, and my body would be learning. And these days, kids are getting picked up, or they're taking the bus, or they're Ubering home. There, it's times of change, and as a result, I think it's really important that kids start to take a little bit of a, a role and accountability to get themselves stronger earlier in age to prevent, obviously, injuries, as well as building good habits because the biggest shock to me um, was once I did go to a four-year university, I started realizing that the workout regime there was intense. We were working out three times a day. Our practices started at 10 o'clock at night because we had such a huge uh, team to play with that I don't want that kind of shock to happen to a kid. I don't want that to be the reason why they don't excel to the next level. So if they can start early with good work ethic, good accountability, you know, the understanding that you know a lot of things are in their hands and they need to be able to take accountability by going to the gym, by doing things like using uh, the, uh, the rope or using some of our products to be able to not necessarily rely on anybody other than themselves for how much success they're going to find in life. Yeah, you know – I always talk about the life lessons uh, of baseball here. It's not, I mean, believe me, mental state of the game, you know, teamwork, all that stuff, all phenomenal. Love it all. I, I, I make sure to always remind people, I use my own oldest son about this because, you know, he'll, you know, he's a good player. He's not great. I don't know what his future holds after, after he finishes in college. But the reality of it is he knows how to take care of himself. That I know. He has worked really hard at – uh, with all the people that he's had the fortunate opportunity to be around when it comes to the game of baseball. He knows how to work out. He knows exercises that help him feel better. He knows what to do, what not to do. He knows how to eat. These are all things that you can take with you through life, which also help establish who you are as a person as far as dedication, understanding, ability to work outside. These are all great life lessons that go along with the things, especially like the mental side and the hard work and things like that that come through the game of baseball. 
So when it comes to that, it surprises me to actually hear you say still a little bit behind with the youth regime. I think the same thing because I think what we see is, and you tell, and you stop me anytime you think I'm wrong, I think what we see with youth is we get a lot of, ah, they don't need to be doing that. They're just kids. Or, uh, oh, you know, we still have a faction of people like, nope, too young. They don't need to be working out. Too young. We still got that going on because we think it's like the old days. But, man, it's all part of that. And this is why I appreciate you so much after meeting you. It's all part of just take a little time to get smarter. Guys like yeah. you who are getting smarter every day and, 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 and taking the knowledge that I have, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to further it, that we need more people like you in the game. So there's the question. How do we convince younger people that this needs to be, let's face it, being a better athlete needs to be just as important as getting in a cage for 30 minutes or getting on a mound for 30 minutes for a lesson. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, something that something that's really stroke in accord with me that I try to encourage the people is is making them realize that as much as these coaches show a lot of support for their athletes, um, I, I'm a, I coach a team myself and I don't have any children and I'm there completely for them. The big thing that I'm trying to coach these kids to remember is that nobody's going to take care of your business better than you. So when I might be guaranteeing or I might be saying all these things and, and, and you know, saying, I'm going to help you get into college. I'm going to help you get into a good high school team. I'm going to help you through the, through the, throughout the years. Sometimes it's really important to remember that, you know, not everyone's going to be there for their entire life. I might happen to move away. And, and, and unfortunately, these kids are going to get stuck thinking I was there going to be there for the whole life. If kids start thinking and taking accountability and realizing that, look, no one at the end of the day is going to care as much about my career as I am. Not even your own father, in my opinion, right? You've got to do the little things on your own, whether it's saying, hey, dad, get me a tee so I can hit in the backyard. Hey, get me some weighted balls so I can hit them and they don't go nearly as far. You know, get me a gym membership. Get me a trainer. Get me a coach. When you start taking initiative to control your own future, obviously you're going to increase the odds of the kind of success you're going to have. Don't leave it up to anybody else other than yourself because at the end of the day, if you look back and think, oh, my career wasn't half as good as it could have been, had I just done more about it and not left it in other people's hands, other people aren't going to lose sleep over your absent career. Whereas, I mean, I, I lose sleep all the time over the things I could have done, maybe a little bit more faith I had in myself. A lot of these things, it's important to remember that the things that you're going to do now are going to impact your future and making sure that you're in control of the things you're doing now and not somebody else. Well, and that's the interesting thing, too. Take control. I like that. You know, take control of your own destiny. It doesn't have to be tied to just anybody. We talk, no. we talk about get educated, okay, try to learn a little bit, try to move forward. You know, you're going to have some ups and downs with this stuff. You're going to try some things that don't work. You're going to see some things that don't seem right to you. But th- mm-hmm. at the end of the day, at least you took the time to try to learn. You hope sure. you get hooked up with people that are educated. You hope you get hooked up with people that do these things for the right reasons. You and I both know that that doesn't always happen. With, oh. what, with what you're trying to do with Precision Impact, how are you going to separate yourself from that crowd? So a lot like yourself, we're trying to come at it from a very holistic standpoint. We're trying to be as neutral as possible, not saying that, you know, necessarily this is the way to do it or this is the best way to do it, but there are numerous ways of reaching success. There's a lot of guys who not necessarily had to get drafted to reach the major league level. There's a lot of guys who didn't necessarily have to get, you know, signed to division one school to get drafted. There are a lot of different avenues and based on who you are as as a player, who you are as an athlete, who you are as a human being, there's a lot of different avenues. So we're trying to appeal to the masses rather than sticking to the 2% of athletes that are the elite of the elite. We're trying to appeal to some of these kids that don't have any offers to go to college and they're in their, their final year of high school. We're trying to appeal to the younger kids who might not be as as capable of playing in a top high school. We're trying to appeal to everybody and offer them just general information um, and, and allowing them to still do their research. There was not nearly as many resources at my disposal now as I was when I was a kid. There, I mean, when I was growing up, there, we didn't have all this information on YouTube. You know, we didn't have all these top velocity or we didn't have all these numerous programs uh, that were at our disposal. I mean, a lot of it was trial and error. And I think that's a little bit where I found some success was trying and failing and realizing this doesn't work. But in the process, learning something nonetheless, trying something new, constantly being a student of the game. Um, and it's 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 okay. It's, it's not a matter of being having resources. So many kids these days have resources, but I think the key is to to be resourceful, to use those resources, to reach out, to ask questions, to go to a, a facility and just ask some questions and, and kind of get a feel for what their philosophy is. Maybe watch a lesson or watch some games from a team that you want to play on to get a feel for maybe, the, is this the right fit for me? Is this a good place where I'm going to get a chance to play? Can the coaches really help me with something? And so, again, it's not a matter of having resources. It's a matter of being really resourceful. Well, you know, again, I, I'm looking at it from – 
and I guess I'm kind of taxed with it, right? When you have this platform, I always get taxed with looking at things from multiple sets of eyes, right? Um, uh-huh. I say all the time, I was, and I, you know, I, I, I don't, I'm not proud of this, but I was bad coach and then I was better coach. I will never say I was a great coach or a perfect coach. Um, mm-hmm. I feel like I did things wrong. I feel like I did things better. Um, I felt parent-wise, same thing. Felt like I was awful. Felt like I was better. Um, mm-hmm. Radio or talk show host. Um, feel like I'm learning every day, and the message that I'm trying to send, I think, sometimes gets across. Sometimes it doesn't. But at the end of the day, you have to try to get better, and you have to try mm-hmm. to figure out what works. Now, what works for one, we know this doesn't always work for all. But I will say this. When it comes to trying to do the right thing, there should be no wavering on that part of it. So that's why I appreciate guys that say, listen, what we're going to do, we're at least going to try to do the right thing, even if it's Mm -hmm. not the popular thing. And unfortunately, the popular thing in, and I do call it a business, in this business of youth baseball, the popular thing sometimes wins out. How do we stop that from happening? And I think you know where I'm going with this. How do we put development, how do we put training, how do we put all that stuff above winning, even though I understand winning's great and, and important. Correct. So, I mean, uh, there's that's a really good point you made. And I want to follow that up by saying, um, I mean, it's, it's easy to just follow the, the status quo, to follow the norm. But what we're trying to do here a little bit is is not necessarily show everybody how much we know, but show them how much we care. Because that's just the truth. If I work with athletes, they're not baffled or amazed by how much information I know or my experience. But they are really impressed with how much I care. And that's because I'm not going to know everything. But if we run into a problem or a situation where I don't necessarily know all the answers, I'm going to be pretty transparent and say, look, that's a good question. And instead of just giving you some smoke and mirror answer, I'm going to go back to the drawing board and look that up. And I'm going to find it out for you, come back and express to you, yeah, this is what I found. And you're going to do that if you care. Now, if you if, if you were just trying to express to everybody how much information you know, you're going to you're going to give it some smoke and mirror answer. You're going to come up with something, you know, really, really dolled up and full of sparkles and stuff like that. But when I when I coach athletes, when I try to talk to people, I don't claim or pretend to know everything, but I do express how much I care. So I think in this world, if, if coaches cared more and were less fixated on how much they knew or using terminology or excessive cueing and all these types of things and just, you know, let kind of let these athletes use their instincts. And, you know, just because a coach isn't necessarily cueing or coaching every little movement doesn't mean that they're not just sitting back and watching and letting the kid evolve, letting him, you know, trial and air some of his own mechanics outs. You know, when I'm coaching kids, whether it be pitching, hitting, fielding or uh, running mechanics in the gym, a lot of the times I'm sitting back and just saying, hey, do it again. Or I'll give them something smaller, like just move faster. And instead of just trying to micro, because sometimes the words aren't exactly what they're looking for, but they're chasing a feeling. So I, I try to paint them a picture of what the feeling is and have them chase it rather than excessively coaching them with words. Sometimes kids aren't really uh, audio athletes. Sometimes they need a feeling uh, or the action of doing something. But again, I, I'm just a big advocator of showing people how much I care and then following that up with some of the information my experiences. Tell me a little bit about Precision Impact and what you and Phil are trying to do and what your your goal is. Well, a big goal of ours is to, we're targeting, I guess, uh, the 98% of facilities, programs, junior colleges, divisions twos and uh, threes, uh, high school programs and summer leagues to provide them with the absolute best quality of products at affordable prices that have been tested over and over again. So we're, we're, trying, to, we're trying to bring some of the technology, this innovative uh, equipment that's being created these days to the middle class, to, to, the, to the remainder of the programs that have strict budgets, and yet they want to really get involved in some of the equipment that we're using, but maybe it's not in the budget. Maybe they can't buy it on the scale that they want to. So we're trying to, we're trying to appeal to the, the lower half or the 98% of programs that are trying to, trying to cut budgets a little bit but still want the absolute best products. And then we're trying to follow it up with some very holistic, neutral information, educating people on strategies on maybe not necessarily how to use it but how to go about coaching and incorporating what it is we're doing here and what it is we're creating um, and what it is we're providing to hopefully baseball as a whole here as we go forward. Yeah, I mean, I was really impressed with Phil and yourself down there. Um, I know you guys, I believe, and, and you tell me if I'm wrong, I think it was, was that your first ABCA? That was absolutely, it was incredible. It was overwhelming at first, almost. Why don't you share with our listeners a little bit about what you learned and what you think you can bring to ABCA and what you intend to do in the future? 
Well, I mean, I guess it's it's just, we're trying to we're trying to insert ourselves into a market that's fairly small. I mean, uh, weighted equipment is a hot topic right now, and unfortunately, there's just hasn't been enough time that's occurred around this topic for the for the analytics and everything to be completely conclusive. Now, we're trying to get involved now and add to that culture. We're trying to add to that debate. We're trying to add to that discussion of whether or not this is going to be the future of baseball, which right now, I mean, a lot of people are saying it is. So at ABCA, we were just another another voice in the crowd. We were just having some really good, deep conversations with whether it be facilities, strength coaches, high schools, colleges, you name it. We had some incredible conversations talking about our products, some of the improvements they wanted to see them. You know, and just even us being able to appeal to their budgets and just what it is they're trying to do for kids, we wanted to be able to back them up. We're trying to create a huge ripple by doing something small now. It can ripple out. So if we help one coach, we might be helping that one coach, but he might be helping three or four hundred kids in the future. If we help three or four hundred coaches, the ripple effects extends far beyond our humanly possible reach. So we're trying to get that ripple effect not only extend distance but time. And hopefully in the next 10 years, we're affecting the careers in a positive way of hundreds of thousands of kids. You guys uh, had a couple of products down at ABCA. Why don't you tell our listeners a little? I, I mean, okay, so let me ask you this question first. And, you know, what's funny is I, I wound up leaving because of a weather scare, but um, I, so we didn't really even get into those two products. Were those your main two products that you promote through Precision Impact that you had yeah. down at ABCA? Okay, yeah, t- big, tell our listeners what they were and kind of what you do with them. So we've got our slugs right now, which are basically a 15-ounce rubber baseball um, density. So we're, what we're trying to do with those is we're trying to, again, provide a bit of an overload tactics. I use them a lot of times. I had a, a camp last night. I was working with them. Uh, and we I use them a lot for front toss for kids. It's basically a reaction I'm trying to get out of their body, which is an overloaded sensory. And then I actually follow it up with your, ba- your routine, your traditional 5-ounce baseball. And by going back and forth, we can kind of uh, create a stimulus or a reaction in their body where they're extending through much more naturally. Now, we have the same effect with our plyo bombs, which are just weighted urethane rubber baseballs as well. Not necessarily meant for throwing, but I really use them and I enjoy uh, promoting them as a form of warm-up, recovery, and strength building. I have sets of them in the gym, so when kids come in, they grab the set, they know exactly professionally how to use them to warm up, how to cool down, how to recover, and we also incorporate them into our strength program. And the beauty of these as well is you don't necessarily need another coach around to use them. This is what I got so involved with Precision Impact because these are tools that you can do completely on your own. You don't need a batting cage. You don't need another coach. All you need is a tee and a couple of slugs and you're hitting to the, for the day can be very successful. Same thing for your throwing. Our plyo bombs offer a huge variety of variations on how to use them as well as just not needing a coach or necessarily anything other than a wall occasionally to be able to get a really good workout in for the day and adding to the success and towards your future of being a very successful athlete. For those of you out there that have messed around with a, a similar product or something like this, um, you know, it, it's a heavier, softer thing. So what happens is, you know, when you front toss this to a kid, uh, describe for a young kid. I mean, we have a lot of youth listeners, obviously. I mean, mm-hmm. older kids use them as well. But describe to our listeners what it's like the first few times a kid hits <laughs> this ball, the reaction. It's, it's going to be a shock almost. Uh, and again, I'm not necessarily looking for how well they're hitting these rubber balls, but I'm looking for the result that it transfers into back into the, the traditional five-ounce baseball. Again, some of these kids, their swings break down as soon as they hit. It's a little bit overwhelming because a lot of it comes from intent as well. You'll see a lot of these kids swinging a five-ounce, swinging out of five-ounce baseball, and five ounces is quite easy to hit, especially with some of these technologically advanced metal bats they're having. So, But as soon as I incorporate a 15-ounce slug, you'll see immediately that they tense up. They, they really Realize that they've got to put a little bit more effort, they're a little bit more focused into trying to hit a slug properly. And then I kind of subtly move back to a five inch traditional leather baseball. And that transfer, that effort, that increased effort, it's transferred to their five ounce. So what I'm trying to do eventually is just expose them to how how much more they have remaining in their tank that they could give into a five ounce traditional leather baseball and that they're just they haven't they have had no reason to because you know maybe they're average strong or above average and they just put the minimal amount of effort into hitting a leather baseball but as soon as they start swinging and making contact with a slug everything changes they start realizing like they have a lot more left more left to give and so when i can kind of unearth that through a slug numerous times and they get the feeling of wow I've got to really tense up I've got to really extend through this ball I've got to really swing a little bit harder and then I go back to a leather baseball I immediately see them continue that trend of trying a lot harder and then extending through the ball with much more force you know what's amazing is I I, it's interesting to have this conversation because one of the things that like I find myself telling a lot of young players is look 
so think about this. You're trying to hit this baseball. I'm trying to get you to drive this baseball, which means you don't swing at the ball. You swing through the baseball, really. Yeah. You, well, you rotate through whatever terms you want to use. So my point is, th- when I see this thing, and, and like you know, and the first time we ever used a similar product, I just remember the kids being like, "Oh man, what's going mm-hmm. on here?" And I mean, and the beautiful thing about it is the way it's constructed. And, and again, this is another thing where you're the expert on this, and I'm just a, a user of it, and, and and I'm relating what I saw or what I what I was. Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Kind of the feedback from a young mind, by the way. Let's sure. face it. It's sure. a young kid. It, the way it wraps around the bat, they can almost feel it when they don't Absolutely. drive through it. So they can almost feel the ball overtake them, which then in turn makes them want to give more effort. And it, it does kill me how it, we are coming up with more and more things that teach kids about effort. And it takes mm-hmm. more than just, for instance, in this, in, in this instance, don't just swing. Don't just try to hit the ball. Try to really hit try to drive through the ball i guess if that's better terminology absolutely and i'm not sure where where things started to go a little bit of a different direction but when i was younger there was there was no there's no scale there was no like okay today i'm gonna go i'm gonna try 60 percent like tomorrow maybe i'll give it 80 percent i didn't i don't know where the scale necessarily started coming in when i was younger it was it, it was passion it was intensity i was trying a hundred percent at everything i did and when I failed, you know, it was frustrating and I would go back and try even harder. So, I mean, it's, some of these products are exposing some of this, this absence of intensity and effort, which, which, is, which is good because they need to be exposed to that. They need to be exposed to just how little they're trying. So when I ask kids, you know, how hard did you run there? How hard are you swinging at that bar? How hard are you trying to hit a strike zone? They tell me, oh, coach, I'm trying as hard as I can. And then we use maybe a tool or a strategy, and then I ask, okay, well, now how hard are you trying? Well, now I'm trying 100%. Well, how hard do you think you were trying before? Well, coach, I was probably trying like 70% before. So sometimes kids don't even know how hard it is that they're actually trying until they're exposed to it. So sometimes these products are really going to hopefully expose them to just the, the minimal effort they're putting forward. And so just by exposing them to it, hopefully they can put more forward and absolutely with more efforts, going to come more success. You know, I, when I was – first getting into coaching um i read some interesting books and articles and and listened to people and i loved some of the drills that you would learn from people that had kind of been through it and they were always centered around competitiveness Mm -hmm. um you know getting your kids together and saying okay instead of just getting an occasion hit and we're going to give points for this and we're gonna we're gonna measure this and we're gonna make teams and it's and it was amazing and again this is one of the things that i don't think we give kids enough credit for is that when you made it into a competition things the effort level ramped up, the attention to detail ramped up. You know, kids kids are a little more, um, what's the word? They're, they're a little more able to handle things that we give them if we are okay with it not being perfect when they do what we ask them to do. 100%. I, think, I, I think, and again, I'm, I'm just going by maybe some of the mistakes that I did make and things that I see. I think what happens is when we, when we do something with a kid or we, or we utilize a tool like you may have, if it doesn't go so well at first, we might be like, okay, that's too much. Well, yeah. why? Because it didn't go so well? I mean, I, it doesn't mean it's not the right thing to do. I mean, I always go back to things that, like, you know, manage, like uh, Mike Matheny's quote always, you know, I always loved his quote, just because it didn't work out doesn't mean it was the wrong decision. You know, and then the same thing with training. Just because it's hard doesn't mean you don't do it. I mean, does, isn't, that, isn't it supposed to be hard? I mean, that's, yeah, that's, that's the That's the idea. Yeah. That's the idea. And we're not looking for perfection. When, when we're doing a lot of the drills or when we're doing anything in general in the weight room or anything, I'm not looking for perfection, but I'm certainly looking for progress. I, and and that's the key is is with effort it's going to come progress and and perfection is is nearly obtainable. It doesn't mean we're not going to still strive for it, but on the on the route to perfection we're gonna we're gonna make some progress along the way. So I mean along with this drill, it, it might be a little bit foreign. In fact. A lot of a lot of good training is going to come from if it feels weird, we're on the right track because if it feels really comfortable, it's just the same thing you've been doing, right? So, adding a new stimulus, a new product, a new coach, a new set of eyes, maybe a new a new study that's coming out. You know, you should be uncomfortable. Uncomfortable. Or comfortable and success should never overlap. Those two circles should never necessarily overlap. You're either uncomfortable striving for success, or you're in that comfort zone and you're just you're just stagnant. You're sitting where you are. Yeah, it's it's interesting how the training is. You know, again, I I think people are more readily, like, ready to accept, like, all this serious and advanced training when they when the kids get older. But they don't want to, like, they don't want to buy into that you have to do it when you're a kid. And I want to say this out loud: you don't have to do anything. 
Don't no, forget that. Nobody ever said you have to do anything. But here's the thing that we do know. You're going to do something. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? If you're involved in this as much as most people are, you're going to do something. Why not try? And again, it's a try because you're going to do some wrong things and you're going to make some bad decisions. And you're going to do some things that, hey, that sound really great right now. And a year from now, you're going to go, ah, that didn't work or I didn't mm-hmm. like that. Because that's what the best people in the business are doing. They try things. Some of them work. Some of them hang on. Some of them become best practices that are used over time. You know, a guy like you, I, I would have to imagine, in, in, you know, and, and again, you're, you're not super old, but, you, but you've been involved in the game of baseball for a while. You probably have still things you use to this day from the very first memory of baseball. And you probably have things you learned six months ago that you're kind of like, ah, I don't know. I'm not sure. I mean, it, it's, it's an ever-evolving thing. We can't just get fixated on one thing. I, I totally agree. And not only that, baseball – uh, is is a fickle sport. It, uh, it's unlike a lot of other sports that are in that you're going to fail more than you succeed, and uh, by doing so is success. So I mean, you know, hitting hitting the ball, getting a base hit three three out of ten times is considered extremely successful. Hitting the ball four out of every ten times is extremely successful. No different than a pitch. If I as a pitcher, I'm going to be failing more than I'm going to be succeeding, and I have to realize just the benefit of that being. Whereas other sports, you know, you're going to take eight shots in a game of hockey, and you're hoping to hopefully score at least one of those. So, I mean, for, from a baseball standpoint, you, you've got to get used to failure. Failures, failure is going to be something you're going to experience very often. But once it happens, you've just got to realize what you do afterwards. You know, how much are you going to let that affect you? Are you going to, are you going to let the prospect of failing prevent you from trying at all or reaching the next level? Are you going to get the, are you going to let the prospect of not making a team prevent you from ever trying out again? So it's really important to remember and to, to coach kids and to teach kids and to guide kids that failure is going to happen. Right? That's where you'll see so many ball players after their after their careers are done be so successful at life because they understood the failure is just part of the game. And it, and once you accept that, you can really start diving in and finding a lot of success. Once you those those failures just slide off your back. Those days where you don't have a single hit, they slide off your back. You go back to the drawing board. You work really hard, and you have a great day the next day. It's some of those kids that quit a little bit early just aren't have weren't prepared properly for failure. Yeah, you know, it's a big thing. I'm dealing with it at home right now with my 15-year-old, and it's not even about baseball. It's about life, about letting, life. Him, letting him handle some of the things that are going on, yeah. you know, every day. Getting up on time for school, taking care of his own stuff. And the hardest thing to do as a parent is to watch your kid fail. It really is yeah. hard because mm-hmm. even though, and, and let's face it, guys like you, me, I mean, we're you know involved in the game of baseball. I think we're all realistic in the fact that, they're going to fail. I mean, it is yeah. a foregone conclusion. But, have to. But when it's your kid or if it's your player, I mean, you don't want them to fail. You want them to have all the success. And like most people, if they're having some success, the failures seem a little bit easier. But, man, when a kid's really struggling, mm-hmm. it, it's hard, and you wear it, right, a little bit. Same things in life. You know, it seems like when it – you know, I believe in this. When it rains, it pours. When things aren't yeah. going so well, it seems like it steamrolls. Some of that's mental, right, because it's like, okay, 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 and it keeps going on and on. But when it comes to this – And what you're trying to do, as I said earlier, you're going to try numerous things over time and you're going to do something. Why not at least try to do something that has a little bit of science behind it, has a little bit of uh, personal uh, effort behind it, uh, somebody that you can believe, somebody that says, hey, look, I've done it. I've seen it. Somebody that you can trust. And I'll be honest with you, like I said, listening to you talk, I appreciate your passion. Um, I think uh, you come across to me as a guy that's really done his homework and has become passionate about trying to help. Uh, you've partnered up, obviously, with Precision Impact. Um, I'm happy to announce that all of our listeners on here that starting next week, uh, you guys are going to be doing a little five-minute short segment each week. Uh, you will be highlighting things from Precision Impact, how to use them, what they're for, all that kind of stuff. But at the end of the day, um, you yourself, Dirk Dombrowski, are going to be sharing things with our listeners, um, some best practice stuff, some mental side of the game, training uh, ways to go about doing things. I, I mean, I'm always looking for somebody that I believe is in this for the right reasons, doing it for the right reasons. I appreciate you very much. As again, as I got to watch some of the first things that you're working on, I'm very impressed. Um, I think you're going to fit in real good here at youth baseball talk. I want to thank, uh, precision impact for, for bringing you to us each week and your affiliation with them. And, uh, Phil, who's uh, who's just a great guy. Who's, you know, doing his best to provide, you know, quality stuff to people at affordable prices. So, uh, I'm going to let you tell our listeners before we get out of here how they can learn a little bit more about Precision Impact so that they're prepared as we move forward, what they can expect each and every week from you. 
So, I mean, the, the biggest thing, we're trying to put out some content. You can you can check our website out at precisionimpact.ca. There's a, basically our products are on there. There's going to be some links, also some emails on there. If you have any questions, comments, or concerns, you want to contact our info or sales uh, departments or anything like that, really reach out, ask some questions, or even put some, uh, put some suggestions for some of the content we want to put out there. We want to hear from you guys to see what it is you want to hear because it might not necessarily be what we have planned coming up. And we, there's a lot of flexibility and a lot of the information we plan on bringing to you guys. Also, our YouTube channels as well. Uh, just Google or just search Precision Impact. There's going to be a ton of information up there. Our support where our support email, which is support at precisionimpact.ca, or email myself at dirk at precisionimpact.ca. Uh, we'd love to hear from you guys and some of the suggestions you want us to come forward with some information. And then, we're yeah, we're going to be providing you guys with some very neutral, holistic uh, information about the industry as a whole, but also how we're going to hopefully contribute to it in the future. Yeah, and you guys are continually growing over there. I know from talking to Phil that, you know, you guys are Absolutely. always looking for, yeah. you know, okay, where are we headed? Which direction are we going in? Um, and, again, I that you know I appreciated that, too. You guys were just as curious about other stuff at the ABCA as you were about now. So, you know, you guys aren't sitting on your laurels either. I mean, you guys are always looking to add things to the mix and improve. So, again, I think you guys embody kind of what we're doing here. You're trying to help. You're trying to incorporate uh, uh, new new training methods but at the same time also doing it for the right reasons and that's you know again you're a i gotta be honest at, at you know i was telling uh i was telling my friends at the rope when i went down to their booth after i left you i said you know the guy I just talked to he's he makes you want to run through a wall I, i'm 48 yeah. i'm 48 years old but i want to strap the stuff back on and go play <laughs> Yeah, and it's hard to let go, right? I mean, this game gets a hold of you, and I, I mean, I hope I never let go. It's just been, a, I'm really excited about contributing back to a sport that's given me so much uh, through my childhood and college and things like that. So it's just an exciting time to be able to give back and take less. Well, I tell you, I'm excited about moving forward. I've got a great uh, lineup plan for 2018, again, with, uh, with the Rope Report, continuing on with Kurt McNabb, adding yourself in with the Precision Impact uh, mm -hmm. uh, Tip of the Week or whatever we decide to call it. I don't even know if we've come up with our name yet, but it's going to be a, a precision impact moment for sure. Each and every week here at Youth Baseball Talk, you'll be able to check it out at youthbaseballtalk.com. Of course, you can go to all the stuff that uh, that Dirk just mentioned to check out Precision Impact as well. But you know, we're going to utilize as much as we can to get the information out to people, just no differently than we've done with Justin Stone and Elite Baseball from the beginning. So really excited to have you a part of uh, Youth Baseball Talk in 2018. Please tell my new friend Phil um, hello and uh, that I'm that I'm happy to to have him in the fold and look Absolutely. forward to look forward to working with you guys as we move forward. Yeah, very excited Jim. Thanks for having me on and uh, hopefully we'll chat again sometime soon. Absolutely. All right, Thanks. good stuff. All right. Take All care right. Jim. All right, take care. Oh, that 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 voice you heard in the background was Phil Chow, the uh, the president and owner of uh, Precision Impact again. I've uh, I've always said you know, take a look at all the things that we present you guys with. Do your homework on it. See what you like. See what you want to go with. Let's try to uh, let's just try to try to try some new things, really, at the end of the day. And again, I'm not all 100 percent into I'm not all 100 percent into, um, you know, uh, feeling like I'm like advocating for for things in the, that are commercials and things like that of people that want to do products. I, I you know, that's fine. I have no problem doing that. This is a little bit different, and that's why I'm enjoying uh, getting to know Dirk. He's going to come to you each week. He's going to provide you with uh, some knowledge about the game of baseball, things that you can do, ways to get better, past experiences, all those types of things that I enjoy that you get from guys like Justin Stone and, and, and Kurt McNabb. That's what I enjoy about the guys. That's fine. You know, happy to learn about your products as well, but teach me a little something about the game, and that's why I like Dirk. And, and again, I appreciate Phil. Um, allowing Dirk to come on each week and do his do his five minutes. So again, looking forward to the partnership with Precision Impact. I want you guys to at least give him an opportunity uh, for your business if you're looking for something in that arena, of course. And to learn more about it, again, just PrecisionImpact.com. Check it out. I think you guys will find the stuff interesting. I know a lot of people uh, stop by their booth, and and again, just uh, some of them are things that you'll see from time to time in other places. Very affordable, uh, and, and you know, I'd love to hear some some feedback from you guys as well. If you're using it, if you if you want to use it, if you want to try it, you know, get a hold of me. Happy to happy to hear from you guys and, and learn more about it. Want to get into uh, going to talk a little bit about uh, the rope report. Uh, had the opportunity to meet Kirk, as I said before. No rope report this week. We're going to focus a little bit on simply going to youthbaseballtalk.com. Uh, we're having a wonderful contest right now that you guys can all be a part of. You just simply click "Tis the Season" talk and train giveaway. Uh, we're giving away some ropes. We're giving away an opportunity to be on an episode of Youth Baseball Talk. 
Uh, I'm going to have my good friend Benji Molina on. You can talk to Benji a little bit about anything you want. Uh, I'd like to hear a little bit about your own experience with the rope, but uh, but more importantly, feel free to you could ask Benji some questions about his time in the big leagues. He's such an inspirational guy. Loves talking to kids everywhere. Uh, again, it's just an opportunity for you to to get your own rope uh, to be to come on the show as a guest. I'd love to know about your experiences so far, depending on how old you are, what your role is within the game. Uh, and then, like I said, you get to talk to Benji Molina a little bit about baseball. So make sure you go to youthbaseballtalk.com. Uh, if you're on a mobile device, you'll scan down a little bit. You'll see the banner, Tis the Season, Talk and Train Giveaway. Just click on it. It'll tell you how to get registered. Uh, and once you register, there's always ways to add more registries by sharing, following, doing some things. Make sure you take advantage of all that. Don't just enter once. You get to enter multiple times by doing so. If you're on your computer, you'll see it down on the right, right next to the current episode. So please uh, join uh, myself, Kurt McNabb, Earl Perrin, all the gang over at the, the Rope Trainer for our newest giveaway, Tis the Season Talk and Train Giveaway. Make sure you check that out at youthbaseballtalk.com. Again, you heard me mention earlier how much fun I had hanging around with a guy like Justin Stone at uh, at ABCA. Uh, Makes you feel important because, believe me, when this guy talks, everybody listens. Uh, I appreciate him coming on our show for a few minutes each and every week and spitting some knowledge. Uh, Again, I've never been a part of more conversations than I have in the two years I've been going to ABCA uh, than I have been with this guy and just how just how good he is at what he does and how many people that are big-time players within the game that care what this guy has to say and what he's working on next. So let's hear from Justin Stone with his EliteBaseball.TV training tip of the week. Take it away, pal. Thanks, Jim. Justin Stone here from EliteBaseball.TV, and I know you and I just got back from the amateur baseball winter meetings, essentially, which is the ABCA conference. And I'm going to give you some of my thoughts on what I took away from this. And you guys know I'm a technology person. That's what my background is. That's what my niche is in the industry. So when I came back from the ABCA, I was extremely excited as you go through all of the booths and the vendors of how much technology is trying to integrate into baseball more and more. And I always go to the golf world before I look at the baseball world for turning to technology because they're about 10 or 15 years ahead of us. And when I go to these type of conferences, that's usually who I seek out. They're going to give me a little bit better knowledge of what's going on in their industry, and some of those trends tend to follow in baseball. So I'm really excited to be involved in a few studies that we'll be doing on professional hitters at spring training uh, using 3D technology, using ground force technology with force plates, and I think it's really going to revolutionize the way that we're going to be able to efficiently train hitters by having precise data that is objective, that will no longer be taught subjectively. How to load into the ground properly. How that affects my rotational speed. And how that makes my body more efficient. The other thing I took away from this was how many professional coaches were at the ABCA. Now this is normally known as a college baseball conference and then of course all of the rest of amateur baseball filters into the highest level of amateur baseball, college baseball. So we have a ton of travel organizations, youth coaches, and everything in between at this. But I saw and ran into and talked to more professional coaches from a variety of organizations than I ever had before. And they're all about my age, or sometimes even younger. And that's not to diss or say that the old guard of Major League Baseball or higher level baseball isn't a good thing. What I am saying is, and something I've mentioned before, we are in a transitional place in our game today. We are seeing that analytics from the numbers side, technology, and the way that we train is becoming more precise, innovative, and efficient, almost like you would see in the Olympics today. So you know, we're training these athletes to be the very best version of themselves from the mental standpoint, psychologically, emotional standpoint, and of course from the physical side. All of these things factor in to giving the player the opportunity to be the best they can. Well, what's this mean for you and where am I going to this for the listener? That means going back to some of the things that we said on this podcast over a great deal of time is that doing it this way because we've done it this way forever doesn't make it right. The game is passing you by if you have that attitude and somebody's going to take your job or somebody's going to leapfrog your son or leapfrog your team and becoming better because they are getting more efficient in the way they're doing things. Whether that be from a practice organizational standpoint, whether that be from a teaching standpoint, some of the best things that I heard were for, from some of these professional coaches that are like, we are looking for, play, for coaches 
regardless of their previous playing background, that know how to teach, that are getting up to speed on the, the new things that we're doing in terms of the, the teaching progressions, and are just hungry, hungry for more knowledge, thirst for more knowledge, and the ability to make players better, more efficiently, and faster. So for you guys that are out there listening to this today, you already have some, some degree of hunger because you're listening for knowledge from us, from this podcast, getting some new ideas. Stay that way. And you'd be surprised if you have ambitions, you're a young guy and you have ambitions to getting into higher level baseball, it's there for you. Study the game, be a fly on the wall amongst people that you feel like are influential or no more than you, learn as much as you can, and research. But also come up with your own ideas. Test those ideas. And don't be afraid to fail. Because that's the only way that we're going to continue to press, to progress this great game of baseball and keep it out of well, we did it this way for a long time, and it worked, and we're going to continue to do it this way. Wrong answer. So I, I was really excited when I came back from the ABCA this past weekend and tried some new innovative things in our own academy, which we'll be bringing you soon after we test them, get some good, some good data collected, analyze the data, and we'll bring it to you first here on the podcast. Until next time, this is Justin Stone at EliteBaseball.tv, and we'll see you on the field. Great stuff from my man and yours, Justin Stone with EliteBaseball.tv. Again, folks, if you haven't checked out EliteBaseball.tv yet, I believe it's $99 for a whole year and you have access to all the stuff that he has on there. You will never need to search for more training, for more practice tools than you will by having it at EliteBaseball.tv. Just wonderful stuff that relates to kids of all ages. Uh, and, again, it's just really good. And I, I cannot – I cannot back something enough as I do EliteBaseball.tv. That'll do it for us this week. Like I said, I um, was excited about the show. Uh, I'm, I'm excited about next week where I'm going to do nothing but talk about the things that I saw at ABCA. Um, I might try to get Justin Stone to come on next week as our guest if he's available because, again, I, I had the opportunity to sit in on some stuff, and it's amazing how you – know, you know, we go through this, right, where we hear new things, but even Justin had said to me when we were at dinner, he's never seen so many young pro guys at the ABCA because as we change uh, the game over and these young guys and these hitting guys are coming in that are kinesiology guys and a functional body movement, they want to get better too. And they're learning from the same people that you have the opportunity to learn from. I'm just glad that we get to bring you those people each week here on Youth Baseball Talk. So I hope you're enjoying that portion of the show. Um, if there's something we're not doing that you'd like us to do, make sure you get a hold of us, folks. Just check out youthbaseballtalk.com. You can get a hold of us through there. Happy to have everybody a part of the show. Don't forget to find us at Podcast Baseball on Twitter. Youthbaseballtalk.com is the website. Uh, happy to have you guys part of our Facebook group, Youth Baseball Talk. Simply like our Facebook group. Invite your friends as well. Lineupmedia.fm couldn't do the show without all of them. We're very happy to have them part of everything that we do. Uh, check them out for more podcasts that we know you'll enjoy. And, of course, uh, my producers, Brian Crock and Andrew Allen. Happy to have them guys part of the show. I'm host Jim Cromer, and, of course, I love the game of baseball. 2018 is here. I need to get this snow off the ground so I can go out and watch some of it. For all the listeners out there, I hope you had a safe holiday, and I hope you're enjoying 2018. See you guys on the field. Tune in next week for another edition of Youth Baseball Talk. Subscribe and leave a rating and review on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, or wherever you listen to the show. Find us online at youthbaseballtalk.com, facebook.com slash youthbaseballtalk, or on Twitter at Podcast Baseball. Plus, check out all of our podcasts at lineupmedia.fm. This podcast was a presentation of lightupmedia.fm.